What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for some bonus episodes for the first season of the Building a Stomping Ground podcast. For this season, we focused on the hidden curriculum. And one reason we do this is for the new folks coming into our space. We illuminate our own hidden curriculum so that we can onboard people as fast as possible in a safe, comfortable, and inviting way. The best part about the Building a Stomping Ground podcast is that the idea was actually born from a big change happening right here in the Stomping Ground headquarters. This year, we welcomed Nelson and Shani onto the director team. And a few weeks before they started, we had the idea to make this podcast. We wanted them to have an inside look at how our little world works and feel welcome to iterate and change it. Nelson and Shani were the first people to hear this pod, so we thought it'd be fun to do a few episodes where we hear their thoughts and get to know them a little bit better. So let's start with Nelson. Nelson Strickland is a seasoned and talented summer camp professional. With over a decade in the youth development industry and experience in all facets of summer camp from programming to consulting, Nelson is a true creative who will bring his knowledge and confidence to propel the mission of Stomping Ground to new heights. With a background in mathematics and logistics, we're thrilled to have Nelson on the team to figure out new solutions to the evolving challenges of today. And when not fulfilling his role of camp director, you can find him in the studio under the name Wild Goose Chase. He's a gifted music creator. He created these tracks. Take a listen and let's hear from Nelson. In this audio blog, he likes to call 2AM Pizza Rolls. I've been thinking a lot about how uh, one actually becomes a, a camp director. And it's just, it's interesting because there's like no clear direct path to becoming a uh, full-time camp director, right? If you think about it, if you want to become an engineer, you go to school, get your degree in engineering, and then you, boom, you're an engineer, right? If you want to become an accountant, you get your degree in accounting, boom, you're an accountant, you get hired. However, there's not, well, I won't say there's none, but uh, there are very few college programs wrapped, centered around around summer camp specifically. Now, you definitely have your uh, your, your outdoor enthusiasts, uh, environmental education, and biology type of degrees. You also, I mean, some would argue that you could get your business or or some sort of fiscal degree and that would be good as well and then and then you also have like people who could make an argument for uh psychology being the the best route to becoming a full-time camp director but but there's no clear-cut path it's not it's there's no cut and dry and, and it's interesting because over my time working in camp i've realized uh just how different orientations are for for all of the full-time uh, camp summer jobs I've had they're, there's they're drastically different and radically different but I thought I thought after two weeks of uh, working at camp stomping ground I thought it might be interesting to give uh, a little insight on what what it's like being on the full-time stomping ground team or at least for the first two weeks with it with the orientation the culture kind of the culture setting right because that's what orientation is it's it's, it's uh, showing you how things run around here right but anyway, these are just five five thoughts or insights from from my first two weeks uh, working on the full time team at Camp Stomping Ground. So the first thing is there's an insane level of transparency that goes on within the team, and it actually occurred before I was even on the team, so to say, in terms of the level of transparency that goes on with uh, 
between uh, Jack and, and Laura and I guess even Clee and Ray and, and George as well when talking about the inner workings of Stomping Ground and how things go. There's there's very few, we'll call it fluff. There's there's not much fluff in, in what they say and how they say it. An example of this is it's, it's typically taboo to to discuss the salaries. Uh, sometimes it's seen as taboo to discuss the salaries of uh, your co-workers. However, before I was even brought on, I, I, would, I was informed of both my salary and the salary of everybody else that I'd be working with, right? To, to kind of just say like, hey, this is what the, the value of we value each person is in the work that they do. And as we bring in more money, we hopefully we can pay, pay everyone more. And that was truly, like that level of transparency is, is, is very rare. Um, at least in, in my in my experiences, I've uh, the level of transparency, and and that's just one example, of course, that I was, that just comes to mind and is very very prevalent in my head. I think maybe because it's one of the strongest kind of things that uh, because of the taboo nature of talking about salaries and things of that nature. But there's a there's a, just an insane amount of transparency that that makes you feel as if there's nothing to be hidden. There 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 nothing is going to surprise you. There's no catch. There's no like, oh, but we forgot to tell you about. No, because they did tell you about it. And you were able to consciously make the decision of how you would like to react. And I think that that's incredible. So, two. The next thing is uh, we we are our own biggest fans. It's so incredible, actually, to 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 be a part of a team that's just so supportive. And it's it's not like overly done either. It's 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 pretty much... Anytime that someone puts up, we use uh, Slack to to organize all of our thoughts as a team. Um, and anytime someone uh, decides to throw up a thought or some sort of comment or, or thread into the Slack, there's there's always a response. There's never there's never silence. And I think it just feels good. It feels good to know that you're not just talking to a wall, especially when we're we're just staring at screens all day, essentially as we're working from home because of the current situation. But it just it just feels nice to know that, that if you toss an idea out there, you toss a interesting topic that you found or a quote or a video that you've seen or um, work on a project and you're looking for collaborators, things like that, you know that, that there is a response on the other end. There, There's going to be some sort of feedback given so that you're, you opening up and putting whatever you want out there isn't is never done in vain and never seen as a... I don't know. It just it just feels nice to know that there's that you're always gonna get feedback. So three. Meetings meetings are fun. Well we'll be we'll we'll on the in the level of transparency we'll we'll say most meetings are fun, right? Like of course you're gonna have your your serious meetings where you, you kinda just gotta get down to business and you kind of get those meetings you get in and you get out and that's understandable right that that but i would say that the though the level of those meetings to the the level of meetings that i would describe as fun um is skewed heavily in the favor of the fun meetings right and those happen more often it's it's interesting because because of how close knit the culture of of stomping ground is there it's it's very easy to mix business with pleasure or not even pleasure business with play is how i'll put it business with play and, and the meetings aren't super serious there's a for just about any meeting there's there's 
everyone in the, in, is in the chat just live tweeting sometimes semi-related things or, or sidebars and things of that nature that are related to whatever we're talking about I mean it's, there's a very light feeling to the to the where you don't always have to be on your P's and Q's you don't you don't have to come to the meeting in in, in your Sunday best and Lord knows I don't because I have been rocking hoodies for uh, two weeks straight in just about every meeting but it's it's just it's it's weird it it, it the, the idea of a meeting has as quickly for me at least become the purpose is information um the purpose is gathering to to relay messages and things of that nature and not so much to discuss things like like show and tell is is something that was that was part of the meeting and it was just to show and tell show off something in in your workspace that you just want to share with and it was it was weird because it struck struck my inner inner kid and it resonated so well with my with my inner 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 child and i was so giddy to to show off this globe that i've that i've had in the corner of my room yeah so those are three things i think uh, we'll leave it at that for right now you just gotta love nelson's vibe and and his thoughts that audio blog was incredible Hope you enjoyed episode 15, first bonus episode in this little mini-series we're doing after the season one on the Hidden Curriculum. Next episode, we're going to bring Nelson back. He's going to sit down with me, and we're going to get a little classic stomping ground interview going and get to know more about him. So tune in next time. Stay safe out there, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.